the award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Ballsy. <laughs> That's a little much. You wanted enthusiasm. You could have dialed it back just a little bit. This is Evan Grant of Sincere the Dallas Morning News. Is what we want. Along with noted dead person aficionado Kevin Sherrington. Thank you, Evan. And noted dead person Barry Horn. <laughs> yes, that's why I like Barry. I like hanging around dead people. And we are joined on this special Stars Mavs playoff extravaganza spectacular by Stars beat writer Mike Heike. Mike, hello. From the Dallas Morning News, who is the gold standard of NHL beat writers. Absolutely. I, I, like to call it, I like to call it Sports Day myself. You know, I've, I've got branding going on. Yeah, there you go. Sports Day DFW. There you go. Dot com. Mike, how about these stars and this star? We're not really surprised by any of this, though. This this was a this was a team that was just going to crush the Wild and and the, all the questions about who's going to be in goal. That was just all a bunch of fluff. They didn't. It didn't matter who was in goal. We could have put Barry in goal. Everything would have been just fine. Well, Barry would have. Well, never mind. Oh, I know where you're going with that, Mike. Let's talk real hockey. <laughs> okay. So what was your response to that, Mike? I mean, th- that was right, right? The, the, the whole thing about the goalies is overblown. They, they, they got too much offense from Minnesota. Um, you know what's funny uh, is that you know they, they were about a heartbeat away from uh, having to play St. Louis or having to play Chicago. So it kind of just came out of nowhere. Uh, on the goalie thing and, and being completely uh, hockey talk here, uh, Kari Lettman earned the start. He played really well down the stretch. I think you're right in that Miami could have done just as good a job, uh, but it's important to them, and I think it might be important going forward on on how Kari Lettman brings his game together. So is he going to be the? And he, obviously, he he was great the other night. So is right. he is he going to be the goal going forward? Are they just going to ride the hot hand as far as it goes? I think he will uh, until you know he messes up. Um, <laughs> well, that's true of all of us, Mike. <laughs> You're you're yeah, going to be our star's beat writer until you mess up. That's right. You know, it's just like your kids. You trust them until they mess up. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think right now they'll, they'll ride the hockey. So, are you uh, basically, are you pro or anti-anti? Uh, oh, my oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm pro-anti. Uh, now, you know what's funny? Uh, he's a, a weird guy, uh, just as most goalies are. And he gives you about six-word answers, and they are exactly what he is thinking. Like he, you know, all the cliche stuff of "I'm just preparing for the next game," uh, I just uh, am uh, trying to get myself ready for tonight's game. He, re- that's really how he lives his life, and it's extremely boring. Weirder than Eddie Belfour was. <laughs> Weirder in a different way. Oh. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie was... I don't think I don't think aunties spend a whole lot of time in jail. No. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's anyway. move on. All right, Mike. So listen, let me let me ask you this: as um, this is the kind of question that my mother, who as many people would know, is a typical Jewish mother, uh, would ask at a moment like ask this. it ask it in her voice. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? The stars are up two nothing. Tell me what could go wrong. <laughs> I think that's very good. I think that's very good. What could go wrong? Uh- 
Uh, what could go wrong? I think everything could go wrong. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, My mother would the love you. That, the fact that this is all dialed up in here. Um, this is, I don't, you know, it's funny. This is like Texas OU when one team's good and one team's bad. If they can just beat them one game, and if they could possibly try and find a way to win the series, it would make their decade. Uh, they hate the Dallas Stars, and they want nothing more than to uh, embarrass all the Stars fans and show that they know nothing about hockey. The, the, so the, the, that, that, I was say the Minnesota people, that, that's always lurking in the background. They have that motivation. There is still, 20 years later, there is still that animosity towards the Stars organization. Yes. Organization. I like how you did the hockey talk. That was <laughs> he, good. he is. He's a Canadian. Yeah, that's uh, good. Yes, uh, they're mad. Uh, they are. They don't feel that one that they deserve to lose the team. That they felt that they supported the the team very well, even though you know different numbers and previous owners would say otherwise. Uh, and two, they hate that the dirty rotten Texans got it and then got a Stanley Cup out of the team because the dirty rotten Texans don't appreciate hockey. Well, well, can the stars bring Norm Green up there with them? No, they cannot. <laughs> and, and, and Norm has already said <laughs> he's not going. I back. think it would be take that. No, Norm has already said he's not going back, and, and wisely so. All right, yes, so, indeed, wisely so. So then, okay, so if they can win one game and, and turn the momentum, what do the stars have to prevent here uh, in Game Three to to avoid that kind of uh, uh, turn in the in the series? Well, one, I think it's a goalie stand. I mean, because the biggest reason the goalies are in question is because both of them can fall apart at a moment's notice. Uh, Kari's done it. Uh, Ante's had uh, uh, rebound control issues. They've each had horrible stretches during the season. They've each had really good stretches. So if one goalie goes bad, you know, and let's say he gives up three goals in period, which I believe they've done about six times this year. Uh, six times? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that just swings the game. I mean, th- this is a team that in- when they were in their slump, they were giving up five and six goals a game. And the biggest thing they've done in the past month and a half is they fix the defense, team defense-wise. And-, and so now the goalies don't have to face the chances that they-, they used to face. But if one of the goalies just short circuits, well, that can obviously change everything. Uh, the other thing is that if they get <laughs> – it's a podcast, so I'll use a hockey term. If they get too horny – uh, they can create risky plays. If they want to score too many goals, uh, they will open themselves up, and Minnesota's really good on the counterattack, which is they just sit there and wait for you to make a mistake, and then they go in on a breakaway. And wait, wait, wait. about 60 seconds of dead air <laughs> if they in the <laughs> studio. What, what was that term? If they oh. get too what? <laughs> they get too horny. That's a hockey thing. What, how do they get... <laughs> How does the horniness play itself out in the crease, so to speak? Oh, my gosh. There's a whole new... Oh, yeah, yeah. Say whatever you want. It's just our careers. Don't worry about it, Mike. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Holy cow. I'm sorry. I've got plenty of baseball jargon, but I have not heard about... The sexual lives of goalies. Oh my god! I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you this right now. Our headline writers, our online headline writers, are gonna have a field day with you. Oh, what Star is the goalies can't get too horny. That will be on the Dallas Morning News website. I guarantee. Well, so, so in short, Mike, when, when you're saying too horny, though, I mean for 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 our casual listeners. 
you're you're basically saying if they get too aggressive in goal and go and and leave and leave the crease too much or what? No, no, no. He means they got to no, go no, to no, a hotel game, right after the game. They get too horny because they want to score goals. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! Okay, it, right, this so, gives a whole new meaning to how these guys are using their sticks. No, this goes gives a whole new meaning to ballsy. That's what I think it gives a whole new meaning to. Wee! So let's, okay, let's get off the horniness thing for just a second, Mike. The uh, here's the question: When you you talk about Kari and you talk about Auntie, the, the I, I don't get a long term sense of confidence there. And and as a very casual hockey fan, my view of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs has always been. The teams that have really great goalie play are going to be the teams that are standing at the end. Do th- does this team have the capability to have that kind of long run of good play from its goalkeepers? That is a great question. And the, the answer is they believe they have come up with a good system. Now, this has not Uh-oh. happened a lot in the NHL, but here's the deal. Kari Lettman had three years left on his contract at $6 million a year. They couldn't trade him. Okay, it just wasn't going to work. He was coming off a bad year. He has had a series of bad backup goalies. Antti Niemi was just tossed out by San Jose because they thought he couldn't win the big game. So now, here, Jim Nill went after a bunch of young goalies in trades. Cam Talbot was probably the one he was most focused on. Uh, Martin Jones was also out there. Uh, couldn't get him. So he said, all right. I didn't get plan A, but would plan B work? And plan B is two 32-year-old goalies who really like each other, who can help make each other better, who can take their appearances from 65 to 45. I don't like the way this is going. (laughs) And that that the two-goalie system will work. And they believe it. They believe it in their heart that that, they got a new goalie coach this year. They've had the goalies push each other. And right now, these two goalies are both playing really good hockey. I'm, I'm sure you saw my brilliant Q&A with Eddie Olchek the other day, and I asked him who the, who, who the key player for the Stars would be, and, of course, he said the goalie. Who's who's the key non-goalie? Wait a minute. We, Wait, this, this goalie oh, thing is not over. Oh, I know why, too. Why? Because you want to get back to the horny aspect. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. But <laughs> no. it, it goes back to this. If you have two quarterbacks in football, you have no quarterbacks. If you have two catchers like the Rangers attempt to have in baseball, you have no catcher. We have two co- columnists, three columnists at Dallas Morning News. Well, we and we have zero. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh! So, wow, that was nice. So I want to know this, Mike. You are a veteran of hockey. You're, you're not as old as Kevin, and, and thankfully nobody is. But – in all your experience, has a two-goalie system worked? Very rarely. Now, I will say this. Last year, Corey Crawford, the number one goalie who is a Vesna candidate for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, he, he got the yips, and they yanked him for, I think it was three or four He was games. too horny. Oh, my he gosh. He was too horny. And uh, uh, Scott Darling, their backup, came in and won three or four games and got them through the first round, and they handed the ball back to Corey Crawford. So, while we're sitting there saying you have to have a number one goalie, Chicago last year used the backup not just for one or two games, but I think three or four, and it worked. So there, the Stars' theory is they can do this, and they'll run this goalie until he's you know has a bad performance, and they'll go to the other guy and hope that he keep he can keep going too. So it hasn't been done a lot. I will say that Mike, Mike, but they I kind of put themselves into a place where they thought, okay, this might work. Mike, I think you'll agree with me when I say this. Um, it only has to work the first time. And then when it works the first time in any aspect of sports, then it catches up 
And, you know, sooner or later in the NFL, we're going to have relief quarterbacks coming in. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And it, it, all it has to do is well, work you, the you, first time. If it works, it worked the first, with Earl Morrill. If it he works, won a Super Bowl. He was no, a no, no. I mean, come in in the third quarter, the fourth quarter, give a guy a rest, and it's, it could happen. In, if this works, you'll see teams will go. Will go. I think it. the reason they're doing this is because they had to do it. Of course, they would not have elected yes, to did. do this. Necessity you know. is the now, mother of invention. See, this is why this is. St. Louis is trying it too. I mean, there are other other teams. The Islanders, I think, have also tried it. So you know, it's not like it's. They're the only team trying this. Uh, you know, there are other teams that are, that think this can work. Well, they're, Mike, they're, this is why I want to just get, interject here that this is why Kevin is a columnist and you're not because you can take something and explain it very much in depth, <laughs> and then Kevin can basically say Kevin is in getting six angry. words, "He is boiling." Oh well, in other words, they didn't like what they had and they had no other choice, so this is what they're doing. So he's, Kevin happens to be 100 percent right, and Mike, I think you'll agree with me. That it, all it has to do is work the first time, and then every and people will be it'll become the new rage, the new thing, and, and, and it happens. Everybody's copycats from from analytics to to, to personnel. So uses, this could work. But, but why are you but, so but negative? Thing, now, Mike, I want to ask this question about because here's the thing that has bothered me about the, the stars. It's not so much the goalie, which obviously that is a, that's the number one thing. Uh, but number two, it's not a team built around defense either. If it was a team that was built uh, to protect that goalie. Then I can understand that, but their their th- idea is that we're protecting our goalie by we're keeping the puck. You know, we're 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 just going to cycle and cycle and cycle, and, and we got such a great offense that we will we will beat everybody just because of that. So and that has played out pretty well for this team. Now, obviously, it is a great offensive team, but don't you feel like to to really succeed with a two goalie system where either one of these guys is capable of blowing up at any time that you'd feel a little more comfortable if it was a little better defensively? And they're trying to get that way. And, and, and uh, my Slavic mother says necessity is the mother of invention. And so the necessity to you know go with these two goalies has also forced them to say, hey, if we're going to have these two goalies, we kind of need to be better defensively. And for the past six, eight weeks, they really have that. Hey, and it, so they, they, know what, they know what their weak spots are, and they're trying to fix them. If, but this, if you're going to bring your mother into this, you have to do it in your mother's voice, as Evan did. <laughs> Don't, don't. As I always told you, Michael, necessity is a mother of invention. There oh you go. God. He does. He does. It, it sounds. Better. It sounds like Evan's mother. They're brothers. <laughs> They're brothers. <laughs> but let me, Mike. Let me ask you this. Uh, Lindy, Lindy Ruff is uh, to date myself. Lindy Ruff is a disciple of the school of Roger Nielsen. Is he not? Uh, yes. And, uh, he was in that. Yeah, he was in that group. Yeah. And Roger Nielsen was the patron saint of 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 defense and and puck control and all of that. How is this team not situated to be a great defensive team at this point? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. Ken Hitchcock grew up in the Edmonton Oilers, the fire wagon hockey era, and then all of a sudden, when he got to the NHL, decided, "Hey, I got to coach defense." Uh, Lindy loves offense. He loves. Uh, running gun, uh, basketball, football. He loves the long ball. He just likes that kind of play. And so, you know, that's part of it. And then, two, his general manager gave him a bunch of skilled players. So, you know, you sit there and go, at the beginning of the year especially, the defense was not that talented and the offense was very talented. So what are you going to do? You coach what you got. And his history really has been that he coaches the players that he has. Uh, and so he did that, and then later in the year, they added Chris Russell in the trade from Calgary, 
and they called up Stephen Johns from the Miners. Both those guys are good defensive defensemen, and they helped him make the defense better. And, and I'm like, just throwing numbers out there, they're giving up like two goals a game for the last 15 games. Mm-hmm. So this defense and goaltending has been significantly improved down the stretch. Yeah. And that's, the, to me, the mark, uh, going over to, to the coaching side of this, that's the mark of a great coach, is a coach who takes what you give him and he does with that. I, I cannot stand to see coaches try to hammer these square pegs into round holes. You know, if, if this is what you have, then this is what you do. This is what Rick Carlisle has done with the Mavericks. Every year he's given a completely different roster, you know, with, say for Dirk, and he's made something happen with that each time. To me, that's what separates you. If you've got a system like uh, the Patriots have, if you've got a system like the Spurs have, then you, you have a, a, an organization that, that plugs these guys in and they go out and they find the kind of guys who fit the coach. And those are certainly great coaches and great systems. Oh, I think you're but so wrong that. because you take the example of Buck Showalter and he makes everybody do things Buck's way. And, and we see the long-term success that he's had. <laughs> so, you know, that was a shot at our pal Buck Showalter, who yeah, I still was. believe lives, lives in the Dallas area, does he not? Yes, he does. And he may be a subscriber to this, this ballsy podcast. Let me let me tell you one thing. He's not a subscriber to He's not? anything that has to do with the Dallas Morning News. Oh, I love Mike, Heike, we are long into this podcast. How come we have not mentioned Tyler Sagan well, yet? Well, uh, can we get back to my question? No. I want my question <laughs> answered, sir. Who is the key... Before we get to Tyler Sagan, I would like my question. Maybe who, it's Tyler Sagan. Well, maybe it is. No, no, it's not. It's not Tyler Sagan. Who is it's Jamie it? Ben. I, Jamie, Jamie Ben, ben. is. He, you know what he does? He does a little bit of everything really well, and so he he does have that offensive ability. He's also one of their top penalty killers. He's also one of their guys who can play good defense. He's also one of the rare forwards on this team who will put uh, put some physicality into his game. Who will intimidate the other team. Uh, he goes into corners and wins puck battles, which a lot of skilled guys won't do. Uh, he just plays the game, quote-unquote, the right way. And everybody in hockey loves him, and everybody in hockey believes he plays the game the right way. So he is the alpha male, the ultimate determination of whether the Stars win or not. So All because right, so, of that, oh I'm going to ask this question. Oh is he... Can you let Evan talk? No, I don't want to let Evan talk. Because Evan doesn't know hockey like I do. Uh... So, is he, if you had a choice now between Mike Madano and Jamie Benn, who would you take? Mike Madano is 50 years old. No, Mike <laughs> Madano and his pride. Stop it. Uh, Ken Hitchcock made Mike really Madano into play. a two-way player, but Jamie Benn is a much better all-around player than Mike Madano was, is he not? Correct. But what's interesting about Jamie Benn is when he got his Mike Madano and Sagan, his numbers went through the roof. Like he was a 70, 65, 70 point guy when he got Sagan, and then he became a, a 88, 89 guy and, and led the league in scoring. Uh, so it's it almost like you have to have them both. A, a skilled guy like Madonna brings out the best in a guy like Yuri Lettman. Uh, you know, a, a tough guy or a, a grinder, or a guy who gets the puck like Lettman brings out the best in, in Mike Madonna. And I think it's the same thing with Ben and Sagan. They, they're really good together. I'll say ben that. and Skin, what do they have to do with this? <laughs> That's Ben and Sagan is what he said. Oh, okay. If you had Ben and Madonna together, then you'd have something right there. So yes, there, you That's would. my politically correct answer. That was a very good answer. I like All that. Right, very so nice. now Not that I have anything against Mike Madonna, a great guy. Sagan played yeah. 15 minutes in game two. Is that right? Uh, yeah. In fact, it, but late, in, like, he played seven minutes in the first period, six and a half or something like that, and then it went down to three or four in the, at the end. So it, it was a rocky first start, I will say that. So 
providing that the stars get past this round, will Tyler be 100% in your mind? I don't know. In, in fact, he is, you know, it's funny, he's thrown out different things at different times, like injuries are injuries and they're going to be injuries, you know, which you're like, oh, well, thank that you is for such that. A play, that is <laughs> such a hockey but, playoff but, statement. That's a deep, that's deep. Yeah. But his point being is that he's going to be injured for a lot. And, and I think that's what he was trying to say is that I, it's going to hurt. I'm not going to be 100%, and I just have to deal with it. So, I, you know, I don't know about Achilles, but I do know that, you know, it's, it's not the best thing for a guy whose trademark is speedy skating. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know how good he would be in the second round or third round or, or when this is going to get better. Yeah, I think the, 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 what you just said is, is absolutely correct. When his game is all about speed and you're taking that speed away, then how good is he going to be? Again, another correct. example – of Mike giving a long answer and then Kevin just repeating it. <laughs> hey, uh, who do you see the stars? If the stars advance, who do you see them playing in the next round? Uh, it's it's awesome. It's a great series. St. Louis and Chicago are battling right now. They're old rivals. They hate each other. It's getting dialed up. Um, I think the stars would prefer to play Chicago because they went four and one against them this year. Uh, St. Louis is a bigger, stronger team. Uh, so, I mean, I think it could go seven games, and, you know, then, then that's when it will all be determined. I, I really believe that in the seventh game. And then, you know, it's the Stars will just have to adjust to whoever they get. Well, as my, as my mother-in-law would say, she'd rather see the Blackhawks because they have the prettier costumes. <laughs> Evan's mother, Evan's mother-in-law. Who else are you going to drag? Hey, you got you to get an impersonation of her. Gina would sure like to hear that. No, no, let's hear oh, it. Come on, Evan. let's hear what you, your impersonation of your mother-in-law. No. No. I only do impressions of my immediate family. Mike, listen, uh, this has been so educational for me um, on the hockey side. Basically, to know that you can tell me a lot of things, and then Kevin can then repeat <laughs> them in fewer words. So. Oh, so, I see. I see a post a post podcast meeting here where Kevin just pummels you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. You that. would look forward to that, wouldn't you? I am looking forward <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah, that would be good. As long as he doesn't get too horny, everything will be okay. Oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> Mike, uh, we appreciate you, and and as long as this extended run continues, we expect to have much more stars talk on the Ballsy podcast. Can, can you can you tell Mike what else we have uh, going this week? Again, what are you, my kindergarten teacher? No, because this is what we're supposed to do. I want you to promote our other podcast. Mike, did you know that you are, this is our star-studded lineup for this week. We have Jake Kaplan from the Houston Chronicle to talk about the Rangers and Astros. Then we had Mark DeRosa, former Ranger great and now with MLB Network. He was terrific. To talk about the Rangers and Astros. And later, David Moore is going to follow you up to talk about the, the Dallas Cowboys. And I believe Barry is still trying to scramble to find us a Mavericks guest. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I believe me. I think I, ha- I have them all lined up. It'll be a surprise. Okay, that's great. So you have been outstanding, Mike. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you so much. And I don't know why, why we took so long to talk, Mike. And uh, we'll, I'll be over to talk pucks in a few minutes. Okay. All right. Sounds good, Mike. Thanks. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. There he goes, Mike Heike. You know what? I really resent you uh, implying that I don't know anything coming. about it. I knew this was coming. You know? Kevin, when was the last I time think... you went to a Houston Arrows game? And, <laughs> and what dead guys were playing at that point? <laughs> there were. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, Uh-oh. Gordy Howe Gordy, was playing. Yeah, he was dead, we think. They propped him up and skated him around the ice, kind of like 
dinner. What's that that weekend with Bernie? I think that was actually yeah. Art Howe. Yeah. Not Art Howe. Art Howe. <laughs> oh, my. Could have been Art Howe. Gordy Howe. I, I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 Barry, the last time you went to a Rangers game, was Ed Jockerman in goal? Eddie Jockerman, yes. Was he wearing a mask or uh, not? Uh, no. I, I, go, I go way back there. Those are the Rangers. And I'm always – uh, they, they. Andy Bathgate passed away recently too. I will tell you this: the last time I went to an Atlanta Flames game, which was, I believe, 1975. I've been to some Stars games, but the last time I went to an Atlanta Flames game, the center and the object of my hockey affection at that point in time was Kurt Bennett. You had who a played for, for the him? who who played for the St. Louis at one point in time. Here's the connection: Kurt Bennett played at Brown University. You know who was the radio announcer for the Brown uh, University Eric, hockey Eric, team? Eric, Eric, um, Nadell. Nadell. Eric Nadell. Eric Nadell. Also, Kurt Bennett. Here's a little factoid for you. Kurt oh Bennett. Oh my gosh, this is really married, getting boring now. Was married to the woman who was the voice of uh, Mrs. Kurt Bennett. Siri. Really? He's married. He was married. Do to your Siri. Sir, do your Siri imitation. No. Come on. But let's get. <laughs> let's, let's get, get on out of something here. Something else. Yeah. Let's get out of here. He was. I, I just want to say uh, thanks so much to, to Mike. He was terrific. He and, was. And w- when he, except for that that whole obscenity thing, it's not know, obscene. It, well, it was fairly obscene. Do you know what it's like to go through life We're with your to have kids on this broadcast? Do, do, do okay. you know what it's like to go through your life with your last podcast. name is Horn? Okay. Do you know how many times you hear references to uh, the word that uh, Mike Heiko brought I, introduced into the Ballsy Podcast? If they really knew you, they would know that was impossible. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Evan, say goodbye. Well, I'm going to say goodbye for this segment since we're going to have that mystery guest on in just a few moments. Okay. Is that so? Are we having music or no music? Music. I think we should I, let's 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 bring let's this is let's end this podcast. This yeah. will be a separate standalone. I'm saying, saying this is it. I, I, I'm ending this podcast. I may just walk out. <laughs> Evan, say goodbye. Evan, Bye, come back. Evan. Come back. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>